Welcome to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a sacred space for empowerment through modern magic, spiritual activism, and reclaiming your power. I am your host, Nixie Marie, feng shui practitioner, earth activist, and mystic here to support and inspire your journey in becoming the change you wish to see in this world. That change starts within. Join myself and fellow thought leaders, metaphysical experts, and luminaries each week as we explore practical and magical ways to living in your highest alignment. Your journey as an empowered goddess begins here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another day here at I Am Goddess Collective um, as we re-listen to some amazing uh, best of the podcast. I am enjoying this. I'm enjoying kind of going back to some of the interviews that I've done these last few years and also just kind of hearing the evolution of the show and hearing how it's inspired me to, you know, evolve. And I'm very grateful for all that. So I hope you guys are enjoying the reruns and getting excited for New Earth podcast to be released, uh, planning for August here. So we just finalized the logo with a amazing artist that I teamed up with, Vero Koya, who is over on Instagram. You can check her out. Um, And if you're following us on Instagram, which is currently I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, you might have seen us do, uh, we did a little vote like, which logo do you like best? And that was really fun. So uh, we want to really include you guys in this conversation and in the transformation of New Earth because it's really about all of us, you know, <laughs> bridging the gap between the old world and the new world and creating new paradigms is very much uh, all of our duties. So I'm excited and I hope you are too. And I would love to hear from you guys. If you have any insight, any suggestions, if you are really wanting to hear from specific guests uh, surrounding around the topics of let's just say sustainability, um, spiritual ecology, earth activism, uh, anyone that you know that comes to mind, maybe a very earth witch or a mystic, someone who just has inspired you to maybe live a more eco-conscious life. Uh, I would love to hear from you guys. Send me a DM and I would love to interview them. We're, we're currently looking for a new guest to be on the show. So without further ado, I'd like to actually read a um, a card for one of our lovely Patreons. Just want to say thank you so much for all the Patreons who have been supporting the show. You guys are amazing. And uh, I really enjoy just getting to know you on a personal level, sending you guys messages, receiving messages from you. It really means a lot to me, especially right now more than ever to keep the show going and evolving the show. Your support means the world. So I'm going to pull a card from the goddess deck. This is my favorite new deck, you guys. Um, Goddess Power Cards. And this is written by Colette Baron-Reed and illustrated by Jenna Della Grotaglia. That is a quite a last name. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to pull a card here for, uh, we've got, let's see here, Sarah Jane uh, would love to read this card for you. You are the lucky Patreon who I'm going to read for today. Uh, This card I pulled is the goddess Matt. 
And when Goddess Matt comes into a reading, she is the goddess of truth. She is the goddess that is telling you to speak in your truth, be in your power and your truth, and to also acknowledge and honor anywhere where you haven't been honest or others haven't been honest with you and just take note of that. Um, and if there has been any anything around honesty that you need support with, the goddess bot can really help you tap into your truth and your integrity and your authenticity for who you are. So uh, just know that that's something to be really working with, especially right now. You know, we are given this beautiful opportunity to dive deep within and honor our truths on all levels. So if that card really resonates with you, I would definitely suggest to really find your truth in your voice specifically uh, and in your heart. So those two places, the throat and the heart chakra, really are beautiful spaces to work on your truth because a lot of times your truth can come from your heart and it also can come from your voice when you speak up and you honor your truth and you honor your integrity by saying your words. So uh, this card is your sign to really honor and acknowledge that. So thank you so much for those of you guys who would also like a reading or uh, a personal, you know, podcast reading, you can join the page, our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash goddess collective. Okay, so today's rerun episode, we're going to do a podcast episode with, um, this is the lovely Deborah Silverman. Every time we have her on, she's amazing. We've had her on a couple times and I thought this is a perfect rerun because this is the one she talked about, your destiny is written in the stars. So we she talks about how you can find yourself through looking at your astrological chart. And as we all know, we pretty much get a lot of astrology here on the show. Um, however, we're going to kind of look at it from her perspective and she has so much character and she's a bit of a comedian. So for those of you guys that love Deborah Silverman and want to learn more from her yet again, we are going to rerun this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy. And again, thank you all so much for being here. I love you so much. I'll see you on the other side. Well, hello, sisters. Welcome back to another lovely episode. We have got a amazing woman goddess on the show today with us. Some of you might know her, some of you might not, and you might get a heavy deep dive into all of this woman's amazing work. Um, but we've got Deborah Silverman on the podcast today. Hello, Deborah. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. I can already feel your energy is super fun and, and flirtatious. And um, so so am I. So I'm like, we're gonna have a lot of fun today. Um, Deborah is actually an astrologer and psychotherapist and also the author of The Missing Element. So she's going to be dropping in with us today and just sharing a lot about astrology, I think her approach to it and uh, any other juicy things we dive into. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. So I always like to start off the show with this question. What crystals are you currently working with and why? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> I definitely have crystals around my house. You know, I, I used to love chrysocolla when I think back. That was like my theme because of my throat and wanting to keep my voice open. And as the years have gone by, I'm really drawn to dark crystals that keep me grounded. So mm. I have, and I have, um, favorite one. I think my very favorite one was in the Grand Canyon. I took home a billion year old rock that um, I feel humbled in the presence of. So 
there's a range and I have them around my house. It's funny. No one's ever asked that before. <laughs> well, I definitely, um, find that it's, it's always really interesting what people answer. Cause it's always different, you know, and I think we can always learn from like the why in which everybody's choosing to work with certain crystals. So that's funny that you said dark too, because for a long time I avoided the like black obsidian or black tourmaline because I felt like there was this really heaviness of like breakthroughs that was going to come. And when I was ready to experience them, I would know. And uh, this last time I went to Tucson Gem Show, I was like, okay, I'm getting a giant black tourmaline. And of course, it's like my biggest tool now in my home, you know, underneath my bed and, and helps to, to reflect all the negative energy. So I was, well, this is a great story. I, I should get it for you. I was walking out of a, a client's home in LA, a very successful family that is well known. I won't use their names. And she handed me a crystal this big. It was like the size of, what would you call it? Like the size of a shoe. And it was pure white, clear. And I was walking through TSA. It was in my backpack. And I got through TSA and the guy pulls it out and he goes, what is that? And I said, well, did you ever see the movie Superman in the beginning? He's all around crystals. The whole thing is blue. That's who I work for. And he looked at me and he was like, okay. And he put the crystal back in and let me through. And I've never forgotten. And that crystal lives in my house. It's one of the major pieces I use when I work. Wow. What, what type of crystal is that? Just a pure white crystal, a classical oh, white crystal, clear quartz. but it's the size of, it's, it's unbelievably mm. clear and powerful. Yeah. That was a gift that was handed to me that I love that line. I work for Superman. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, what inspired you like to get into astrology and working with the stars? It started at a very, very young age. I think anyone out there, including you, that has witchcraft or magic or angels or whatever the energy you live with, it's been there since you were little. And as I can remember, first when I was 10 years old in the Detroit Free Press, going to the comic section and there was an ad that said, would you like your, ch I didn't even know what it meant. And I said, you know how a little 10 year old, so I'm writing my name and I'm putting this stamp on the envelope and I'm so excited I'm going to get this thing called a horoscope. And then fast forward, it gets mailed to me and I guess I put the wrong birth date in, but it was the wrong, but I will never forget. Like I did, the chart wasn't accurate and I didn't know how to send it back because I was only little, but that was the indicator that my destiny was so strong that it was operative then. And fast forward, I was 18 when I met the first astrologer and she blew my socks off. And when I went to graduate school to study clinical psychology, I did a research project. You're going to love this because it's in your chart on mental patients and astrology. So I, I worked with all these crazy people, so-called crazy doing their charts, trying to, and you have it in your chart. I just have to say that there's an indicator in your chart that you're a little unusual and it's, <laughs> And that it puts you outside of the normal crowd, like you can't do normal. And that's what I found in the hospitals. And so that was really my entrance into astrology was um, finding it very young, being expressive, like unbelievably enthusiastic when that woman did that first reading and then pursuing it through graduate school, all through psychology. They thought I was crazy. This was in the eighties before you were born. Yeah. So they, they were, they thought I was a little crazy. Well, yeah, I definitely think, um, of course, yeah, normal. I don't even know what normal is. Um, Your chart is not normal. Definitely. Can I just say that loud? <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't feel, I, I feel more awkward and uncomfortable in the normalcies and the squareness of life. So yeah, definitely. And you know, it's interesting that you first found around the mental 
illness and stuff like that. I actually kind of want to ask you, you know, how does how does someone who might be experiencing something like that or is, you know, classified as not normal or is facing these um, these labels that have created a story for them to, you know, maybe believe in like um, mental disorders, anxiety, depression, all that stuff. How does astrology really help them, help support them, like find their way back to themselves? Did you know that you have Uranus on your son? I love saying it. Did you know that you have Uranus on your son? It happens once a year for a week. It's very, very rare. Huh. So I have my chart, like my girlfriend actually had drawn out my chart. It's like, I can't see because I don't have my glasses on, but it's, it's over there. So no. The sun is your personality. It's our life force. Everyone listening to the show knows where their sun was. I'm a Gemini. You're a Sag. But the planets that are standing next to it, because it's so auspicious that the day you were born, and I hate to tell you this, but the president has it too. I don't even want to say his name. But anyways, the point is it's people who cannot follow, they cannot follow. So you're back to your question. When there's mental, quote unquote, illness, what it suggests to me, and I've worked with it for so many years, not so much now, but in my past, is someone who's come in bringing a different frequency, certainly you. And so their promise is, I don't want to follow. It's not my interest. I have this great story of this man named Bob Whipple that I I worked in a hospital. It was a halfway house in LA. And I would answer the phone. It was called Beverly Wood. I'd answer the phone. Beverly would be sane if she didn't live here. It was like a halfway house that was, and Bob Whipple, at the end of a year and a half relationship I had with him, he also had what you have, Uranus and the sun. um, He talked gibberish to everyone. He would talk like food salad. Like yesterday, my toothbrush fell down and the car ran over and I said to my mother, I'm not having chicken. I'm so sick of this soup. And the television went off and the phone started ringing. And I said, I am reading this book out loud. If you don't want to hear it, go in the other room. He would just randomly say things, but he would talk English to me. Hmm. And so at the end of a year and a half of me hanging out with Uranus on the sun, quote unquote, schizophrenic, I said, can I ask you a question, Bob? Why do you only talk to me and no one else? And his answer was, I don't want a two-car garage. Get it? I'm, I'm like the worst at getting jokes. So it just, that one went so over he, my head. He couldn't do a two-car <laughs> garage. You can't even figure it out because it's so you. You cannot follow. He could not follow. He could not play. in. Ma- so what happens now, there's a distinction between chemistry and balance. Mm, I got it, yeah. It really requires medication, and I think it's so important to take it. And then there's those people who don't want a two-car garage. Yeah, yeah. She got you. a little slow tourist rising. Your tourist rising just showed up a <laughs> little slow, but you're catching up. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I'm not ever the one who's ever one to get jokes. Like my friends will crack jokes all the time and I'll just go, yeah, uh-huh. And I'll walk away and then I'll come back and be like, oh my God. I got- <laughs> it's called tourist rising. You are yeah. slow, but sure. Yeah. So I definitely agree. So what exactly does um, like my Uranus on the sun ex- mean exactly? It just means you were born on a specific day of the year that tells everyone that's looking at your chart that this woman and look at you, she cannot be part of mainstream. She promised this life. And that's true of, you know, what's his name? It, 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 there's an inability to follow the consensus reality because your promise is to be a designer. Like you are in the future and you're recreating something that you remembered and you're trying to bring it to us, but we're not there. So you're like, ew, what's wrong with that? Like, mm. is something wrong with me, says Uranus in the sun, or something wrong with them? And mm. so anyone who has this, it's very rare, by the way. It's mm. not a normal. It's, it happens only once a year for about a week, 10 days. 
And in that period, we know those people are designers. Like, look at you. You, you cannot, your aesthetic is the centerpiece hmm. of your world. So look at his hairdo. Can I do this? They can't see me. Yeah. Hey, but we who, can call him Voldemort if you want. What? <laughs> we called him Lord Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. I'm look a Harry Potter hairdo. nerd. So look at his hairdo. How does he get up in the morning? Someone comes in the room with a blow dryer, blow dries his hair the other way, and then finishes the morning by saying, looks great, sir. And everyone else is going, no, no, that's Uranus. They cannot understand consensus reality. Hmm. So it goes to very ranges from mental illness where they're not playing in the mainstream to extreme creativity, which we see in you wanting to stimulate people to think about things that are from the future, all the way to rebelling for its own sake hmm. and not know why. Hmm. Wow. Can you relate to that? So that's new information for me, actually. Thank you. Wow. This is what you learn in my school. What we do in my school is make it very simple. Astrology is way too complicated for someone like you. You you think in practical terms. You're like, give me something to chew. Or like when they start going abstract, you're like, what? So I teach, my school is called Applied Astrology because I'm a therapist. So how do I let you learn about you mm. and then apply it to your life quickly so you can say, oh, now I know why I hate when they tell me what to do, which is you. Or, oh, now I know why I really need structure. Some people are the opposite of you. Mm. If you don't give them clear directions, they think you're hurting them. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, see the so difference. yeah, I can tell you have a very different approach to astrology in the sense of, you know, we are definitely bogged down by so much information now within the spiritual community and metaphysical world. And, you know, I think it's just we've seen such a rise in this new age movement. And um, as much as I love it, I also have a lot of, you know, um, thoughts around how you can be your own unique expression of that which you are here to bring. And I really think you have a unique approach to it. So, you know, what is your philosophy and really what do you see, um, how you set yourself apart from everyone else, you know, out there? Well, I speak English. I don't speak that you've got, <laughs> I mean, I do. Cause that's astrology, very true. Yeah. I could say, Oh my God, your son's in the ninth house and it's conjunct Uranus and you've got Mercury conjunct Saturn. And you're like, what? Or I could say you're super unusual and you love design and you really need to feel like you're in charge of how you put things together. God forbid someone tells you what to wear. <laughs> like this isn't going, this is not happening, mom. Put your clothes away. I picked my own. Mm -hmm. So I know that about you. And then what I do that's different, I think, is from a therapeutic point of view is, listen, honey, don't try to change you. So what happens in the school, I love it. In the first class, they all get homework. Like some people in the four elements, our system's all based on the four elements. Some people can't talk. Like they just don't have words. That's air. Some people can't cry. They can't find their emotional body. That's water. Some people just can't do money. Like money escapes their hands. That's earth. And some people just don't have get up and go. Like they just don't have fire. They can't stand up for themselves. So we learn very quickly this is my system of astrology. What's the missing element, the name of my book? How do I help you cultivate it? And then magic begins. Because once you identify, because it's not natural, you don't want to build the missing. It feels counterintuitive to say to someone who doesn't like to cry, you have to go learn how to cry if you're going to be a full human. But that is how it works. Mm. Yeah, I love that you bring in the four elements. I'm also a feng shui practitioner and we work with the four elements to, you know, shift space and create remedies. And so it's really fascinating to see, you know, how the four elements are being um, infused into 
our lives again, you know, and it's really the basis of our ultimate creation. Mm-hmm. In the tarot deck, as you know, because I know you know the tarot, the second card, for, well, the first one is the fool, the idiot that jumps into a planet called Earth and says, I'm going to go down there. And everyone's like, what are you doing? That's why it's called the fool. And the first stop is the high priestess goes, everyone shut up for a minute. What am I doing here? Hold on a minute. I have to go in and be still and remember who pushed me off that bridge to get me here. And then the next step is the magician who says, here's the four elements sitting on a table. If I master these four elements, I can do magic. That's the experience of this reality. Mm-hmm. If I don't understand these four elements, I can't do magic. Mm-hmm. And for those of us listening to your podcast, we love magic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can live without the, from feng shui to the ancient Egyptians, to the Hawaiian culture that I'm versed in, to the, the ancient Jews and the four worlds from the Kabbalah, everything has the four elements. Everything. I mean, it's embodied in alchemy. It's how we create that which we speak and that which we create. It's all, it's just, it's taking it all down to, you know, I I started studying like sacred geometry. That was kind of my gateway into everything. And the more that I went deeper into all of that, I just found myself on the, the four elements. It's basic. It's like, how do we just go back to the basics, you know, and creation? <laughs> That's your Taurus. So your rising sun is simple. Uh-huh. Like make this grow corn. Like don't talk about it. Let's see where the result is. So in my book, The Missing Element, in the middle of the book, there's a test you take and you establish what is the strong, strong, which one's the weak one, and then you read that chapter. So it's basically a how to get to the four elements. There's no astrology in the book. It's just pure concrete. This is so you. You Don't you love practical magic? Yeah, well, that's pretty much what we talk about out here on the podcast. <laughs> And in life. It's my, it's my life. (laughs) So in my system, your rising sign, which is Taurus, Mm -hmm. is what you're rising to. It's your ascendant. So you want to aim almost exclusively at Taurus. And for you, that is grounded, practical, elemental, textures, tastes, smells, and chocolate. Mm. (laughs) Yummy. Are you a chocolate person? I like cacao and like dark, dark chocolate, but I don't like milk chocolate. You only want the real thing. Yeah. No, I don't like milk chocolate. I think I used to as a kid and then it just started tasting. I don't like a lot of sugar, so. You want the real thing. I can see that. Yep. I'm like, give me the real deal. The most realist of the reals. A little bit of Capricorn and Taurus in your chart. I'm going to look at that again. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of Capricorn. I do know in my chart, definitely. And I'm in my Saturn return, which is also in Capricorn. My Saturn is. That is the most, so all of your audience, this is the most important thing of my life's work is Saturn. So it's the four elements comes first and then your Saturn's in earth. So you're like the one that reads the labels. You're the one that has to know the quality. You're not playing fake. You can't, it would make you nuts. Mm Mm-hmm. It does make me nuts. Everyone around me knows that. Okay, so see how astrology, like I don't even know you. I'm looking at your chart and I make it so practical. So I'm not going to say to you, you've got Saturn conjunct Neptune, so you're here to bring that. No, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, oh, this woman, this is how I speak astrology. She is here to bring us back to basics through her fascination with the world of the physical plane from the spiritual um, angle. Wow write that down. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to re-listen to that. I'm just listening. I uh, do have my pen and notebook usually, but I'm like, I'm just going to listen. <laughs> but of you course. know, Take your time. let it sink in. Yeah, that, uh, that definitely resonates. 
Absolutely. Um, the more that I find myself, especially in this Saturn return that I'm in, the more I'm bringing things to the physical because it's alchemy. It's like bringing everything from this other outer plane here into the world. And ultimately, I really believe like we're here to have a human experience, right? We're already spiritual beings. Like we come from this eternal place, but we signed up to be humans, you know? So it's um, it's definitely interesting because in the beginning of my spiritual journey, I was like, no, I don't want to be a human. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go back to my alien spaceship or That's wherever called- I came from. Because you're from another place. That's what the, I can relate to that. It's been very hard back to the topic of mental illness. I, I have found it very difficult and I'm in my sixties. So I've been here for a long time. I have found it very difficult to be on this plane. of. I still find it very difficult to be on this planet because of the injustice and the violence and evil. I, it's so over my head, but the medicine for me, not only is it the elements and being in love with being in a body, which has really changed. But the, the medicine for me is astrology made me a total, complete believer because every single chart, and when we're in the school, we have hundreds of students that come to study with us. We only have it twice a year. And when they come in the first, it's like, you know, when, remember when you're little, you go to school, like it's your first day of school and you've got that funny feeling in your tummy, like you're excited, but you're scared, but you're mm-hmm. excited, but you're That feeling. Am I going to wear the right clothes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. all that stuff. That feeling starts next uh, month with our entrance of level one for people to study. And what we see by the third class, they're complete. I feel like a drug dealer. They're completely in love. They're addicted. <laughs> they're totally addicted because they're learning astrology in simple terms. There's too much information out there that is so complicated. And so when you learn astrology is real and you return to your faith, like, oh, there's a design, as Einstein said, God's not playing with dice. This isn't random. There's some comfort that comes for aliens like us or people that aren't from here to go, oh, well, this is part of a design and it's really well orchestrated by a star design. Like that's really exciting. And then the masterful alchemist says, how do I apply that? Hmm. This reality? That makes me, that's why I'm here. Otherwise, I don't think, I think they pushed me on the bus. I didn't volunteer to come. And they were like, Deb, come here. <laughs> you take to the masses, we are going to give you presents. And I've been given many presents. I can tell. I can tell. You're blissed out. But my heart hurts all the time. I know. I, I don't know. I, I, it never stops hurting. I don't know. I, they made me so sensitive. Sometimes I wish that I could just be superficial. When oh I was my a gosh. kid, they nicknamed me Debbie. I D was superficial I- for a minute. I call it my bad bitch phase. And uh, well, I grew up in Orange County, so I grew up in the mega capitalist, like, you know, religious, it's called the Orange Curtain, you know, for a reason. And growing up there, I originally was born in Thousand Oaks, so I was able to kind of initially start outside of that frequency. But once I grew up there, I mean, everything was all about money. Everything was about materialism. And so it was easy to get trapped in that for a minute, but I was still always the outsider. Like I drove the biggest lifted Chevy Silverado of everybody at school. And I always had to still stand out, but I was also very much confused and conflicted with these energies of why, you know, people were just given money from their parents. Like, like it was just you know, and then I would become envious and jealous. So naturally I went into the rebellious stage and I rebelled and kind of got into that, um, superficial 
hurting inside, but fake out, you know, wanting to look like I'm super cool. (laughs) But really inside, I was like, I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. And then my parents' divorce like catalyzed me into who I am now. So, (laughs) but yeah. Rebelliousness, which by the way is Uranus. You need to read about, like, this is how simple it is. Just go read about Uranus and its influence on your life. And you will be so comforted to know that that was your promise that you would conform with all your earth, your Taurus and your Capricorn were so grounded and wanted to look normal. But when there's an outer planet on the sun, this whole lifetime, you will be the one that says, even to the new age, now that you're in the new age, you'll be the one going, uh, wait a minute, excuse me. Like you can't follow. And that's so good to know. That's the rebel. And the gift of that is you make us real because mm. you keep challenging everything. Mm. And I really challenged the new age. I, I, I was sitting with my boys one day and I said, you know, I really don't like woo-woo. And they looked at me, they're like, mom, you're an astrologer. I was like, well, that's not woo-woo. They're like, yes, it is. It's woo-woo. But I don't think of it as woo-woo. I think of it as concrete, very practical. People's lives change. They learn information that gives them freedom, makes them fall in love with themselves, lets them love their husband after hating him because he doesn't have any air, he never talks then you understand, you go, my God, why am I being so mean to a person that's got a personality trait that now I have language for? So I bet you have a resistance to woo-woo and to the pretend game called spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could go a whole nother <laughs> podcast episode about that. I think I've addressed it enough here to for people to understand, you know, my, I did have a show called Woo Woo Wednesdays actually on uh, the Positive Head podcast, which is another like partner mentor podcasting community that, um, I love, but, uh, you know, we, it was fun cause it was like a show. It was like a performance. And, but then the more that I sat with it, it was like my guides and everyone just kind of kept putting up this sign, like no more, it's time to step into the ground. And so even though it was like woo woo Wednesdays, it just was no longer in alignment with some of the things I was feeling and seeing on the internet and, social media. And so I just needed to take a step back. And actually this last um, summer, I took a break off the podcast and did a lot of deep dive. That was your Saturn return. That was your exact degree Saturn return. And do you know what your Saturn return is? It's an earth. Mm -hmm. And you promise to be practical this life. That's what you promised. Just saying. I feel that. (laughs) So, you know, it's so beautiful how you kind of um, bring forth this realistic perspective of astrology. And, you know, my question for you is like, how, how does someone who's maybe like a non-believer, because I do have some people that I know are, how do, how do they not become a believer, but just how can they really understand it from a really basic perspective, astrology? All you have to do this, we have certified astrologers on my um, website where I've trained them. And one was saying the other day, this guy came to see her. I love the story. And he said, I don't believe in any of this. My wife is making me do this. But we have a system when you start getting a reading, the very first thing they do is they cite three different cycles in your life that were radical turning points, beginning with Saturn return. And then the person goes, but then this is a conscious man who's playing straight face, normal business. And he's like, What? So as soon as those three dates were marked and he could say that was, you just named the three most significant markers in my life, beep, 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 beep. And at the end of the session, he said to her, I really didn't want to believe in this, but I do now. So that's how we do it. But you got to get them in the front door and don't try to convert the people who don't want to forget about it. 
They don't want to hear from you and you don't want to hear. Just be friendly and give them a smile and keep walking. Hey there, sisters. You're listening to I Am Goddess Collective podcast, which is a community supported independent podcast. We have recorded nearly over 150 plus episodes, which has been a labor of honor and love over these last three years. If you've gained anything from this show or just simply the love and sisterhood that we've created here, I'm kindly asking for your direct support. Join us over on Patreon, where we have bonus episodes, live gatherings, and so many beautiful giveaways. You can head to patreon.com forward slash goddess collective to support the show. I love you. I know we've been talking a lot about this Saturn return because there's, from what I understand, there's what three big, you just said three big turning points in our lives. And how does that exactly work? Is that every how many years? So it start. It starts at twenty one. So your first one. So let's go. Can we do yours? Let's do it. So Gosh, you were born 21. in what year? Eighty nine. So you add twenty one. So that would have been. Tell me, was two thousand and twelve? Yes. Yeah, so what happened? That was my spiritual awakening. Ding ding ding. So that's all. So then we start with that. Then the next one we go to is. Oh, now that was last summer. You made a radical change to reinvent the way that your spirituality looked. And that was your promise this life. Ding, ding, ding. And then we tell you about what the, I'm not going to do it now, but the progressed moon and what the cycles are that you're in, which I can see right here. Um, relationship is really up for you right now. And it's really important for you to do the commitment thing, commitment, which is you know a hard thing to do in your, your age. So that's the third thing I would say. So easy way is, and this is what you learn in level one in my school. By the end of the first set, it's only six weeks long. It's an hour and a half each. The end of the sixth class, you are looking at Saturn cycles and you're preparing and you help people. Like this is so concrete for me to say to you at 21, you're going to wake up and at 29, you're going to define yourself with a unique voice. She Fair rolled right. her eyes. You guys can't see it. She was like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. And I'm in a very committed relationship. And so, yeah, on point. Happy birthday go. to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm almost 30, so. That's pretty cool. I'm double your age and then some. Mm. Can you imagine how long I've been here? I don't really I see age, though. I love, I, people around me are, I have so many mixed, I don't really actually hang out with a lot of people my age, I'll be honest. It comes in waves, mostly because I don't relate to most of them, um, but they, you know, lately it's been, we're kind of meeting each other finally, you know, maturity wise, conversation wise. I'm a deep person. So if someone comes into my field, like I'm asking deep questions and sometimes it doesn't resonate. Right. You and I have something in common. You're, this is another thing you learn. So the, whatever house the sun falls in in astrology is the most important house. Cause you can imagine that part of the sky is all lit up and you and I share something in common. It's the eighth house. So we love depth. They called me Debbie Deep when I was little because I was always like, what do we like, I would ask my mom. I think I drove them all crazy. Like, why are we alive? Like, what's the purpose? She would be like, can you just eat your cereal? But I, you know, like you, like I always had to go underneath and that's our promise this life. And the other part of it is it makes us antisocial. So I had to learn that about myself because I'm a Gemini. So I appear like I've got the social skill. But if you ask my sweetheart or my friends, they're like, oh, she won't come to the party. <laughs> they know me now. Like I appear friendly, but I've got an eighth house son as you do. If it's not deep and intimate and meaningful, I have to go home now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm blessed to have like people that I've cultivated who are also deep and those are my soul tribe. But when I get in environments that are not that, I get real quiet and real observe, like inner, you know, just go into observation mode. And for a while it was interesting because my partner kind of had a hard time with it because he was like, you know, you're judgmental, you're this, you're that. And I was like, yeah, I am. I am very judgmental. And also like, I don't know what to say. And it's interesting because it's also my mom's story because she had a lot of social anxiety and now I understand it. You know, I understand why, because it was just really, it's really rooted in, I think, not being able to relate to those around us. That's brilliant. A hundred percent. And so you might want to look up sun in the eighth house because that will free you. There's another example. Just write it down. Sun in the eighth house. As soon as you, and that's part of our school, I'm not going to plug it anymore, but as soon as you know, this is what we learned at school. Once I realized, because that happened to my sweetheart too, he would see me when I teach and I have these videos and we have, you know, I don't know if you've seen my funny videos. We're up to 8 million hits of one set. Yeah, you're hilarious. Video. That's why I like you. So, <laughs> so, you know, so he would say the same exact thing he'd say to me. We'd be at a party and he'd say, are you going to talk? And I'd be like, I'm having, I, I don't mind listening. I need a glass of wine to make it more interesting. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm okay with just not talking. Like it was so confusing to him that it appears judgmental, it appears aloof, it appears, but I just find the person who's quiet who said, I sit next to them. 100%, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's just, I really think that, and also I'm sure you read energy too when you're in the rooms. So like when I'm reading the energy and I'm feeling the energy, I'm also feeling a little uncomfortable, which can result in anxiety. And, and then therefore it's like, well, what's the point anymore? You know, it's not even worth my time. I mean, we we live in the mountains. I mean, I'm in L.A., but I live in Topanga, which is um, between Malibu and Santa Monica. So it's it's pretty isolated in a sense. And I'm definitely with the weirdos out here. Like <laughs> we, we somehow find each other, you know, and um, but I like being I feel comfortable, you know, and I like knowing that I can go into the city and be there when I choose. So. And the greatest gift that I've found as a thousand-year-old woman is that I know the anxiety that's such a popular word now, the really? social anxiety for me turned into acceptance. So I don't talk. So I'm uncomfortable. So I'm going to go outside and sit in nature and take off my shoes and while I'm waiting for my sweetheart. I have no more need. This is the gift of growing up. Mm. Zero need to make myself anxious because I don't fit in. Like, you know, I am... I, I think it's shocking, especially in my business, because they all want to socialize with me, and I never socialize. I mean, once in a while I will. If it's, a, if it's a deep, meaningful gathering, I can do it. But it's really hard on me, as it is on you. So there we have, eighth house sun, you will learn. And once you guys learn about your nature, you accept it, and there's the comfort. Yeah, I love that acceptance. Yeah, it's really, it is really fascinating to see how much anxiety has we've given it so much energy. It's like this. And, and as we know, where we give energy to, it expands. So, you know, the more I think that we focus on this thing that's taking over so much of society's, you know, experience is, is it's very fascinating to see it being like. Well, here's how I'd like to name it. Cause I think no one says this, why children are experiencing it. The planet's in a desperate state. There is no comfort anymore in hoping for the future. Like if you ask young children or teenagers or your millennials, they're like, oh my God, 
What do we do? So there's an undercurrent in the collective zeitgeist that says, I'm scared. It's not safe. We have no hope. And that's real. But if you can say it out loud and you identify that one voice called negative Nelly, that's what I call her. Here comes negative Nelly. She's taking over my entire body, not to mention my emotional body, my thought process, negative Nelly, sit down. And as soon as I name her and put her in her seat, my anxiety goes away. Mm. Yeah, I have, I've named mine Trixie. So <laughs> we've actually gone through in some of my rituals that I've done with others, like to name their ego or name their um, that which we do not like Voldemort basically, you know, to help really separate the conversation because it's, you know, and that's, that's, I believe like once we can separate the ego conversations with our true soul conversations, that's when we can really do the work, you know, and move forward and progress in life. But until we realize and recognize it's this other voice and we can say, you know, you're going to go sit in the corner. I think the deepest wound right now is that we don't know about that. That's called voice dialogue, by the way. Do you know about voice dialogue? Mm -mm. Hearts therapy. It's, it's 101 psychology and it lets people identify with the voice of the observer as distinct from the undermining voices. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's also fascinating. I think just hearing your approach and really understanding like what you take away from astrology and how you've turned it into something that's really just, I mean, practical, it's grounded. I think that's where, again, going back to what we said earlier, you know, why people cannot relate to it because it's what you said, it's like 10,000, like it's so confusing. And then you're like, that person's like out there and I can't, you know, relate. <laughs> so um, that astrologers out there. Yeah. <clears throat> well, how do you feel like our destiny? I mean, you've kind of already gone through it, but how do you really feel like our destiny is written in the stars? Well, there's options. This is what people don't realize. There's a destiny that's described by your chart. You are going to be a rebel and you are grounded and you are slow. However, there's a free will button just to the right in your house where you live. You probably can't see it because you didn't know it was there. And the free will button says, I'm choosing to not play out my chart right now. You have free will, honestly, but it's a required muscle that only happens when you study, when you learn, when you practice, when you meditate. That It's not natural to have free will. The default is to slip into, I don't know why I did it. I don't know who I am. I'm playing dumb. But once you wake up, and that's what your podcast is about, my whole life's work is, is you guys, I was born under the year of the rooster. Wake up. Guys, this we are if we sleep through this movie, we have nothing but ourselves to blame. Yeah. And we're gonna come back and go back through the loop again. So um yeah, just I mean, it's really beautiful to win, you know, we're just here to I like to say walk each other home or yes, wake each other up, or just kind of sometimes we need that like shake, you know. And one thing that I love about the podcast and just creating this lifestyle is that I'm able to tap back in because I also have, you know, we've got, we've got modern day, we've got the muggle world. And, um, that always, can, that can be a little challenging to navigate, but when we come back to our roots and explore the magic and remember the magic, I think that's really where, you know, we find ourselves. Well, I think you are a very good example I think that honestly, anxiety and fear and depression are all symptoms of being alive. If you're not feeling depressed or anxious, 
you're screwed up. Mm. Tell the truth. How could you live in this life and be a sensitive human and not be sad? Now, once you realize that, and this is the gift, I'm so excited about working with people your age because I wish somebody would have told me. Like, Deborah, it is awful here, but you are going to be an agent, a change agent. Mm. And how you're going to do that is by being authentic. So you won't get stopped by negative Nellie, but you'll be friends with her. I put her in the corner and then she comes back out. She doesn't, I don't know who pays her or who invented her or why she works also overtime. She's always there. <laughs> who, who pays that lady? Honestly, I wonder. The unconscious mind is riddled with deep pain. And that is, as Eckhart Tolle said, the pain body. Now here's the good news. You're so pretty and you're so full of love and you're so full of wanting to make a difference and bringing us the new future. We can make a difference. And that's why you're listening to the podcast. And that's why we study astrology. And most of all, that's why we get up in the morning. Because if I'm not improving this for my children to shoot me, <laughs> like take me out of my, I'm sorry. I, if I didn't come here to make a difference, I don't know why I'm here. Uh, you, I, yeah. I don't get it. Right. Yeah, that's, that's really a really solid point. Uh, I think that really for where I'm at now is like I, I get to realize that I am the responsibility and we all are. And, you know, my pause with this last summer break that I took was for me to really think about, okay, yeah, what is my voice? And I have a voice now. People are listening. Now, where am I going to lead them and myself included, right? And for me, it's really rooted in a lot of activism and how we can bring that into our daily habits because we could sit here and talk about astrology all we want. We could sit here and talk about tarot and, you know, all these metaphysical things. But if we're not applying it to our lives and actually going out there, then it's pointless, right? Or like, you and I, are, you and I are on the same page. That's a hundred percent. I have a good friend that you know, Shailene Woodley, who is, I don't know why she just came in my mind, but she is, she reminds me of you. She was the head, she ran, um, or was filmed in Divergent. Did you ever see that film? Mm -mm. Or Big Little Lies. You've seen Big Little Lies. She's one of the stars in Big Little Lies. I know, I don't watch it either. Look at you. I'm the same. I don't even, I didn't even know who she was, but your people listening will know her. She's a very famous movie star. She was in um, Descendant with um, that very good looking man that's a Taurus. What's his name? That yeah, married also the, the person who's always like, I know, I'm just I've like never seen the so movie. <laughs> anyway, so the thing about Shailene, and many of your people will know her, she is supporting Bernie right now because she's an activist. So all I want to say is to use every single day. I, I, I feel her so strongly because she's so committed as you're, and she's a little younger than you, but in your age group, we've got to make sure, whether it's a podcast or it's your art or it's your political position or your helping somebody that doesn't have the means, you have got to make an activist position in this life or, and that can be meditating, you know, it doesn't, mm -hmm. and, and this is what you learn in astrology. Everyone has a different way to do it. But if we're just going to pretend, well, they wouldn't be listening to your podcast, the ones that are pretending, would they? I don't think so. <laughs> I definitely don't think so. No, I know a lot of, I'm very connected with a lot of the listeners here and uh, I know them. Like I I do my best efforts to really connect. And for those of you that I really don't know, I mean, I I really would not think that that's who's listening. So. <laughs> and if you are, well, here's the message. <laughs> and, and 
I want to say this, that we're, we do have a school starting. It's funny, it's today, but I know this is going to air in a little while. And for any of you that do want to take the course and you mention Nixie's name, we will give you a, um, we will give, we will support your community. That's what I want to say. Um, because my fantasy, it's such a funny fantasy, is that astrology will be in the school system mm. at a practical level so kids will grow up knowing like oh my god i have no water no wonder i can't stand crying or oh my god i have no fire no wonder i hate being the center stage like and that compassion which is the subtitle of my book compassion for the human condition will allow people to like i'm scared to tell the honest truth will we survive this transition will the planet as a species Will we have what it takes to continue the kindness and the, what was promised to us through the Dalai Lama and through Christianity and through Judaism? But no, I don't know at this moment. And so I am a firm believer, and I tell this to my kids all the time, just be yourself with full abandon. That's the greatest contribution you can make. Mm. Even if you're screwed up, but tell everyone, don't keep secrets. That's the poison. And don't let yourself stay home alone too long. <laughs> That's very dangerous. You got to get out of the house and make sure that you make sure that you get, if you have a chance to get in the ocean or to take your shoes off and walk on the grass or to lie in the stars, let this life touch you, like kiss it. Mm. Don't leave this place without you jumping in with both. Because as you said so well, if you leave here, you have to come back. So you may as well start getting the lessons now. Mm. Aha. <laughs> Oh my God, this is so much fun. I love all of your perspectives. We definitely yeah, must have shared really. some lives together <clears throat> before. <laughs> definitely. You and I really share a very similar point of view. Well, you know, I think that um, the, the root of it is bringing laughter into it, right? I mean, we've done nothing but laugh on this podcast. And sometimes it's interesting because I'll interview and it'll be so serious and so like flat. And for me, that doesn't work because I got to have chemistry and I've got to be able to bring light to this world because that's what, you know, why else would, I, like you said, why else would I be here? There's so much seriousness happening. We could have a whole podcast about whatever, you know, the severity of what's really happening. And, you know, I've been listening to a lot of climate change podcasts and all those things and you know realizing like there's a lot of really intense shit happening but we've got to bring light to it and laughter and being ourselves and being free of being serious and playing that's important right well, let me tell you the last piece for your chart you have four count them four planets in the ninth house I do. the, the ninth <laughs> house is humor philosophy it's the flavor it's the top of the chart where we're like oh my god this planet's so weird if i don't turn into a humor machine and make a joke i'm gonna hurt somebody i mean you really are built to take the it's all in capricorn the heaviest shit and lift it into an elevated state that was what you said that was your promise with that little moon in virgo i'm gonna do it with detail and taurus slow but sure i think you're doing a really good job over there <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I get I have such a strong feeling that you're so your chart. Well, you know, you make a solid point because it's like the more that I've done the work to know who I am, yeah, astrology has really helped me there, you know, but you're just bringing in the physicalities of it and making me remember and realize like, oh, yeah, that is who I am. And that's where I really believe that astrology, like you said, can provide personal transformation. I want to give you permission to take the class. I'm going to give Nixie a special. If you want to take the class, we'll give you the family family and friends rate. Because if you get into it, 
And at the, that level that I teach you, you ask such a good question. Why is my astrology different? Because I speak English and I'm a therapist that wants people to have compassion for how screwed up we, I mean, everybody's screwed up by the way. So don't feel alone. Everyone's chart is like, what? Like yours is so serious and so funny at the same time. That makes no sense. Yeah. Like, like you're seriously funny, but it's like, but you can't do it. You can't do one or the other. You can't be serious too long and you can't be funny too long. <laughs> She's good, guys. She's really good. <laughs> She's really good. Yeah, I definitely um, I love the way I love your approach. I love the the like youthfulness that you bring. And um, it's just refreshing. Never know as an old lady. I think the important topic to bring up in the name of our time, of this lifetime where we're at, is this is not a surprise to the prophets. This was predicted. The Hopis saw it coming. There was going to be a radical change. They wrote about it. I have firsthand experience of the Hopis. The um, Nostradamus predicted this would be the golden age. The um, All of the Egyptian systems, particularly the Mayans. I mean, everyone knew this was coming. But what we didn't know was that the disintegration would be at this level of emotional distraught, like that we'd be so stressed emotionally. And so there's not a language. It should be said that climate change is not an external experience. It's climate change on the inside. We're running hot. We're running cold. We don't feel our bodies. Like talk about thyroid. Talk about how many women I know who have gone through physical symptoms that reflect climate change. But we, we, we're so funny. Instead of taking care of our inner world and saying, and I am a big proponent of yoga and health food, and I've been since I was a kid, and making sure that I really do balance my life, because I am a workaholic without a question. I've got a lot of earth like you do. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I am, as you perceptively saw, you little psychic, my kid in me, if I don't have fun every day, I'm like, no not doing it. So I have electric bikes and I have swimming. I mean, I am a, I, I, my teenager, I mean, I don't get pimples anymore, but I feel like I should. <laughs> like I'm such a youthful dipstick. Like I'm so bad. I, I have a company with all these employees. It's all women. There's almost 20 of us in my company. And I'm in the middle of, you're going to love this. I'm in the middle of a staff meeting. It's on Zoom. Everyone can see everyone. And then all of a sudden I'm throwing things and I like, it's so boring. Why do you think they call those board meetings? They're so bored. And I cannot, my eighth house like you, I'm like, oh my God. So now they just ignore me. I mean, they carry on with the meeting because I've got a lot of earth people. And sometimes I notice that they're like trying to not look at the, because I'm like sticking things to my forehead in the middle of the meeting. I'm like... I don't understand why the kid had to get squished. I don't even, that's where I think we meet. So I, over the weekend, it was my, my partner's birthday and uh, today is actually his birthday. And there's a lot of synchronicities there because I have his, um, his birthday tattooed on me before I met him. Um, And yeah, it's pretty crazy. And so um, it's a very special day for us, but you know, this weekend I was, we had a party and like I said, I have my soul tribe over. We love to, I'm definitely in the Burning Man scene. And so we love to play dress up and, and I grabbed my big gigantic, uh, I have this big 
a turban wrap that's like from a costume shop in San Francisco, like vintage that I got from a festival. And I was like, you know what? I just want to dress up right now. So I put on my big fur coat and put on the big turban and I ran outside and, and then I ran back in my house and I realized I was like, wow, my house is like this gigantic like fort and I need to play. And so I had all these numbers written on my whiteboard, which you can see behind me. And I had all the numbers of my goals for the week because I have another business and team and everything too. And I'm like, fuck the numbers. Like, I'm just going to play. I literally erased everything and wrote, fuck these numbers. Just play, bitches. That's literally what I wrote. (laughs) I was like having this huge download about how I don't need to worry so much about these numbers and to just play with them. Like, play with the number. Don't get so worried about them. You and I, I honestly, maybe it's the same planet or something. (laughs) I have the same. I'm in the middle of a launch right now. We have thousands, like literally tens of thousands of people hearing about our school. And I know that I'm supposed to be, I guess, worried or something, but I just do my prayers that come out of joy. And I know, like, I can't tell everyone. I just told everybody, but I know that my sourcing is not doing those chanting from some ancient. I just give my absolute delight and send it out like a, like it's a Frisbee, like, okay, you guys, here's my energy. And then it comes back and I say, okay, if you want to come play with me, we take this place way too serious. And by the way, whether you're serious or you're funny, it doesn't make a difference. So why wouldn't you choose funny? I mean, what's the difference? One looks miserable to me and one looks fun. Now, what decision is that to the Gemini? <laughs> if we have to decide between miserable or funny, where is the decision in that? Hmm. So please give yourselves, that's why alcohol and marijuana and substances have their value in moderation because they take our point of view. This is in your chart. That ninth house is shamanic, which is why you love Burning Man. It's funny because a moment ago, I was going to talk to you about Burning Man. I just left it out because I thought, why would I say that? But it's clear to me you have that that lineage. Um, And the shaman, the ninth house shaman's gift in this life, and this is in your chart, is to disrupt the order, which is what alcohol and marijuana and all drugs do. They take you out of the ordinary state Mm -hmm. so that when you return to it, you've got a refreshed angle. That's what Carlos Castaneda, who had four plants in the ninth house like you in the good old days, he talked about you have to change your point of view in order to come back to practical reality without getting this place to be stale. So you're built for the spice called a little bit of weird in my soup, a little bit of weird. In the- <laughs> oh my gosh, you're good. Well, it's just, you, you promised us. Yeah. I don't think you came. I think they pushed you on the bus too. That could, that would make sense because I can be very stubborn too. There's that Taurus in me, but I, yeah, that would make sense. And you know what else is so crazy about you and I? I have a Hebrew tattoo on my arm with my sweetie's name on it 10 years before I met him. Mm. His Hebrew name is on my arm. But what was that birthday? Why did you put his birthday on your body? So what's really crazy is so Friday the 13th, you know, they have when I was 23, I believe I got this tattoo. And on Friday the 13th, I don't know, in America here, I don't know. Where, where are you? In America. Okay. Um, so I'm in L.A. and They've got, you know, Friday the 13th, they have uh, any tattoo shop that you can go in and get a tattoo for $27. So uh, why I chose to get a yin yang with 13, because they have all these different ones. I mean, of course, it's it's intuitive. I chose the yin and the yang with 13, and it's right on my side here. And that was the most painful tattoo I have. Like the most, I have tons of tattoos. 
that was the most painful because this guy, he like grew like in me. And looking back now, I realized like I've ha- I had really painful relationships and I had to go through some of the most painful relationships to find this person I'm with now. And it's just, I mean, it's like, it's a no brainer. It's the most healthy, beautiful. I mean, he's it, you know, king, queen, the whole thing. But I chose that and we didn't realize until probably like four months in that not only did I tattoo this, but we met on Friday the 13th on his birthday. So it's like chills. I mean, it's just crazy like how we set these storylines up and how when we're in alignment and we're on, I guess, you know, in the vortex, it's it's like these things happen, right? And I met him through my soul tribe and I, I had already met him before, but I didn't meet him you know? So you know that 13 in the Mayan calendar, are you aware of this? So I know that, well, maybe what you're going to say is the divine feminine number. If that's, that's from what I know. The Mayan calendar is 13. It has 13 days in a week. And the 13th day is the Mayan calendar's culmination every week. They don't have, they have a 260 day calendar. So every there's 13 days, 20 sets of them. And so 13 is the number, the power number in the Mayans. Mm. And it has to do with us being afraid. It's also the witch number, which is why there's no 13 on the elevator. It's my favorite number. So I'm going to do me too, me too. Like we have a me too song going on here. And similar to you, although 13,000 years later, I had relationships, relationships, met my partner now whose name's tattooed on my arm and it's effortless. Mm -hmm. I'm with it's like he always says this is his joke I don't know if it's true he says I think I was you in a past life I was like listen <laughs> can't be me in a past life but the point is that he knows me so well we don't bump because I understand why he's late and he understands why I don't want to talk and I understand like we have a complete effortless happy yeah, birthday to us. I'm mm-hmm. so glad it's your sweetest birthday today and we're celebrating with Deborah Silverman. I'm going to send him a big, fat, wonderful rainbow of love. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he'll definitely be. True love is the single ingredient that makes this life worthy. The only reason why now I'm having so much fun because I wasn't having so much fun and all of you out there who suffer for being depressed or sad or not or confused or feeling like you're lonely or you've got anxiety or you've got that stupid negative Nelly, it. The only medicine besides astrology that has made it all work is love. Mm. Thank you, life. How did we show? But where, I keep saying to my, don't want to get mad at you, but where were you? I know, right? Well, for me, it was, it was really clear. I had to love me. You know, I had to go through that journey. So I had to find myself to find the other part of me. So, and I, and I I think that's always where people ask, you know, well, how can I find the true love? Stop looking. You're not going to find it. And I had to be financially independent as that was my karma this life so mm-hmm. that I would not require anyone else to provide. And that's what it took. So once that happened, I did the work that was required as a single entity that said, I love you life enough to do what I don't want to do. <laughs> like I, I have so much devotion to that which created us. I'm so deeply in reverence to the astrology, the magic and the wisdom of that ancient system that it put me on my knees this whole life. So even when I complain and I have complained in this life. I've never taken my eye off. You're, you're a very good interviewer. How come I'm telling you all this? You're bringing out the depths of me. Here goes Debbie Deep. I have, never, I have never taken my eye off my devotion to that which created us. And I know as an astrologer in no uncertain terms 
that the design is perfected from the top down. Now, from the bottom up, I could make a phone call and say, excuse me, um, when you designed the human, what were you thinking? Because we're just bad creatures. Like there is something definitely wrong with people that hurt other people and children. Like this cannot be, so I'm a little pissed off. I'm afraid that when I get home, they're going to take me into the front room and go, Deborah, will you stop complaining? I was like, I've complained a lot. Like, I just think it's really mean here. It is. However, yeah. however, I'm in devotion as I see you are. <laughs> well, I think that's also part of the human experience. So it is a tricky one though. It is tricky. Well, Deborah, I think we could chat for probably a whole day. Um, <laughs> The time went by very fast here, and uh, I think we <clears throat> might have to do round two. But, um, you know, just to wrap all this up, uh, you know, thank you so much for coming on and really sharing your your soul and your energy and your medicine and your wisdom. Um, I know you've been talking a lot about your course. So for those of that might spark interest and feel deeply resonant to you as their mentor or teacher, where can they find this course? I know this is going to be out uh, the like the last few days of the enrollment. So you're the only one that's going to get your whoever's listening to this, you will come in the very last day and we will make an exception because we know that you're a uh... Um, a magic being. Um, you go to Deborah, it's three words, Deborah Silverman Astrology, D-E-B-R-A Silverman, astrology.com is my website. And you'll see the school enrollment. And if you're coming in the very last day, which is what I think is going to happen, and you guys are enthusiastic about it's a thousand dollar course, and we have a lot of payment plans, you can write directly to one word, apprenticeship at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. And then you can tell her, listen, I was on the show. I am goddess, like let them know and they'll sneak you in. Cause really, honestly, you'll be coming in at the very last second. And if it's so true that your calling is calling you, your voice is saying, you know what? I could really use a dose of falling in love with myself to find true love. You've got to start with you. Please call us. Mm, Write us. Yeah. We'll put everything in the show notes too. So you guys can <clears throat> go down there and check it out. Um, and uh, wow. Well, oh. <laughs> I think we got a blurb there. Um, okay, so the last and final question I have for you, lovely Deborah, is I love to wrap the show up with this question. What does it mean to you to be a goddess? No one's ever asked me that before. That's a beautiful question. Um, it's funny, it brought tears to my eyes. It's interesting. Mm. I, I would say the gift that life has given me through my body on the back of my business card for about 25 years, it said the pleasure of being in a body. No one ever asked me what it meant. I found that peculiar, but I have always honored this temple. And as a goddess who is in full devotion to the pleasures of being in a body, it is my responsibility to take care of this, this temple. And so it brings me to emotions because I think we, were not told. I was never told I was a goddess. I, I, you've just said it. I'm not sure it's true. I'd have to ask somebody. <laughs> but, but if I am, let's assume I am because I do have a great um, profound respect for this body. It is my privilege to be an eminent, radiant example of pleasure. And that's mm -hmm. what I think goddess's promise was. Let, let me find pleasure in this human experience and do it for all of us. Mm. Beautiful. 
Thank you so much, Deborah. It's been so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> I know. I feel like you're my new friend. I am coming to LA for the LA Summit. Do you know about that? No. Please tell me. I'm here. I'm here in LA. Well, Google it. It's it's LA Summit, and it's extremely expensive. I think Al Gore is speaking, and Brene Brown is speaking, and Eckhart Tolle, and they've asked me to come speak. But um, I will be in LA. In I'd love to see you. I will be in LA. When is that thing? In November. Mm, okay. I'll be around. Yeah. Let's see if my assistant can't talk to your assistant. Let the witches make a brew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Deborah. Well, thank you so much again for everything that you brought to the show. We are so honored to have you here. And um, you guys go check her out. I mean, she's got so much stuff. What on YouTube? Could just, I think, go to her website. You can find everything there on um, Instagram at Deborah Silverman, right? All that good stuff. So, astrology and Instagram. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right, sisters. Thank you. Thank you. I'm bringing you so much love, and I'm celebrating your sweetheart's birthday in my mind. <laughs> Amazing. All right, sisters. I love you. I hear you. I see you. Bye for now. I'll see you next time. <laughs>